Should we start this crazy old podcast, y'all? Yes. You guys ready to do it? You guys ready to chill with us? Everybody out there, is everyone ready to chill with the Very Ape Trinity Infinity team? I am. I think we got to start with a bag, yeah. though. I think we got to start by getting a little high for the first time today. <laughs> getting by. Getting high. Getting strange. Gonna get some strange. I think we're uh, I think we're become country music fanatics. I certainly have become a country music fanatic. Um, yeah, Dolly Parton was my first entry when I was younger. Became obsessed with her, and then that brought me into Johnny Cash and a couple other people. But recently, uh, John Prine came into my life after getting really into Eddie Arnold and his writing and doing a bunch of covers of his work. Um, and I talked about Kitty Wells on another podcast, but yeah, John Prine. And I don't know, John, Is John Prine country. Again, but like John transcends genre to me, so it's hard. I, I don't even really consider him country when I listen to him. I just, I'm like listening to a songwriter, you know, mm-hmm. who happens to have a little bit of a twang to the thing that he does. Well, our friend, um, our friend Ruben actually said an interesting thing the other day about Leon Russell and why he didn't like pierce through to the popularity a lot of other artists did is because he, because w- you couldn't classify him. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You listen yeah. to Leon Russell, you're like, this isn't quite country. This isn't quite rock and roll. It's yeah. like, they call it the Tulsa sound. Yeah. It's its own thing, like J.J. Kale and uh, and Leon Russell. Genre bending. Genre bending, yeah. Not it's easily classifiable, which it, weirdly, because of the way the music industry works, you're not going to be as popular. Well, that works with Ween, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, like, I think probably alternative started to help people kind of find a sound or find their <coughs> home. Yeah. Well, and we watched Heartworn Highways, which is like the best music documentary I've ever seen recently. And that was really inspiring. And I've been listening to that, uh, that soundtrack a lot. Like Guy Clark. I've been trying to learn some Guy Clark songs. <coughs> he's one of the best songwriters ever. One of the best songwriters ever. But all, I'm coming to learn one of the best guitarists ever. What he's doing is so complicated. And it doesn't seem like it. But yeah. And they're all so beautiful. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's been very inspiring. And um, yeah, country's got a lot of, a lot of gems in it. And it's cool because... It's one of those genres, even myself is embarrassing to say that I'd be like, oh, I listen to all music, but I don't really listen to country. And I think that's one of the most like... It's a trope. You hear, you hear that. It's a trope. Yeah. You hear it all the time from people. And I, now, I like everything except rap and country. It's like, yeah. you'd probably like those too if you just knew well, what to hear. Well, it's funny about that. You even saying that trope is now those genres are kind of merging in the, in the popularity, yeah. um, which I don't know if you can think Beyonce or somebody before her, but she was definitely prolific in that. Oh, like rap can be country, you know? Mm. And now... Mm, um, yeah, some of the most popular songs are literally just rap, like rapping over country. Lil Nas X. Yes, I was trying to remember the name of that song. It's about a road, but I can't remember. It's like an yeah, old town, old road, town or road. Yeah, that's what it's awesome. that's yeah. Well, I think country gets a bad name because of like the popular ones that it's like save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you were saying like most popular music. It's so bad on the surface, and you have to go so deep to get to good music but there is so much good music out there and with country i feel you on this it's like you don't you only have to get past like the tertiary <laughs> level and then most of it's like really good yeah, yeah and really i don't know is. if it is it's just about the intent of the genre not being so like pageanted or performative it, it, it feels more heart-centered you know yeah. generally in that genre of things um well if if somebody was telling me for instance that they don't like punk music I would say, okay, and I would ask them, like, w- what what bands are you talking about? They'd probably be talking about Good Charlotte. Yeah. And like, like, very the mainstream idea of whatever that is. So that's how we are with country. Like, if someone's like, do you like country? And I'm like, no. 
it's because I'm thinking of like Toby Keith and Keith Urban and like exactly. these, these guys. Like not to take away from yeah, their talents, but like it's just not resonant with it's, us. Well, whatever. well, what it's the it's the final thing. It's the commodified version of that thing that was and is very authentic. Yeah, and a beautiful genre of music, but the commodified version is always going to be too sanitized and vanilla and gross and just trying to uh cast the widest net possible and that's that's what i feel when i listen to mainstream country music which is like yeah my sister started listening to that stuff we grew up on like yeah elo and eric yeah. clapton yeah. and like real fucking music yeah and now she listens to like toby keith and shit i'm like what yeah. the fuck does this have to do with your life <laughs> why are you relating to this like what the fuck is this <laughs> so weird. well and i think a lot of the people in that genre are talking to like working class people and a lot of the music you hear in the mainstream isn't doing that anymore it's all talking about like your diamonds and your chains and, and having it or whatever yeah. and that there's still there's a lot of the mainstream in that genre that's catering to like regular folk you yeah. know um is there rap music like that that's not like of course about girls and fucking yeah, all Yeah, that's where it, like we watched the Kanye uh, video and it's like this is where him and Kid Cudi and different people start to break through is because they talk about anxiety and depression and yeah. and different things and and that's where it like it broke through to like a real mainstream audience because people could relate with it and even, needed that stuff. Even in that film Kid Cudi in in the Kanye documentary. Oh, he Kid, says something about it. Yeah, he says something about it. He's like, I can't get down with all that braggadocious shit that yeah. you're doing. Like, you know, yeah. he's like, I'm down, I'm down with the real stuff. I'm down Think with vulnerable. that, but I, yeah, I can't do the other thing. Like, that's you, man. Right. He's not trying to take it away from him, but he's like, I can't do. I that. think Kendrick Lamar also. Yeah. Uh, went big in that direction. Well, yeah, he had, the he, genre. He kind of did the antichrist thing in that movement of being like, yeah, I am gangster and it sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, that was all kind of the whole um, thesis, I feel like, of Good Kid, Mad City is like, it's like you're repping shit you shouldn't be repping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like killing people isn't cool and this shit is stressful. (laughs) um, Yeah, he brought a whole new perspective and voice, I think, to uh, that genre. And is yeah totally totally transcendent. I mean, you guys don't have a single fucking rap album on vinyl, but you have a Kendrick album, and and, and that's probably true in, in lots of households around America. You yeah. know, he's just one of those artists that's it's bigger than the music. It's bigger than I the... do have um, both of ODB's old dirty bastard R.I.P. Oh, cool, cool. I have both of his records. Uh, <laughs> that was a crazy synchronicity I had with Curvile when yeah. we first met. We're connecting. He's like, you know, who's the best of all time? I'm like, who? And I'm just thinking he's going to say someone like John Prine yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He's like, old dirty bastard. He's like, I'm obsessed. And I, I'm like, holy shit, I only have two rap albums and those are the ones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I never even funny. listened to Wu-Tang. It's weird. ODB, though, stood out to me. I, I feel like, like that's a portal we're meant to go into when the time's right. I just, Wu-Tang? Yeah. We, we, they were at a festival and we just were like wasted, tired by the time they came you up. You guys did yeah. never get into like a tribe? No, I like them. Yeah, I love Tribe. Like a Tribe and People Under the Stairs and stuff, that's like the rap that I think you guys would like. Uh, I Wu-Tang love get, that. Wu-Tang's great. It just gets to a level of seriousness. Yeah. There's yeah. Just, you know I don't really it, yeah. hang with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say there is, I think there's some of the most fun music on the planet being made in Trap and stuff because there is now some silliness coming into it that I think is really cool and refreshing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited about genre bending more than I'm excited about anything else in this multiverse, you know? Um, I think it's always the people that did something in between that uh, are, are are vivid in my heart and always in my inspirations, you know, yeah. continue to be. And well, that's probably where sampling was like really broke the mold and was like, oh, we can use like these pop songs and then rap over them. And, yeah. and like you can have a catch and like a hard 
Yeah. Spit some hard bars. Well, and I didn't know how influential Lee Scratch Perry was to hip hop until we watched oh, that Lee yeah. Scratch Perry documentary and hadn't really even put in the correlation between hip hop and dub and reggae and yeah. um, the, you know, the, cause I think I had always followed the line between like jazz and hip hop. Mm-hmm. I hadn't come from like reggae to hip hop, Yeah, which is yeah. a closer line. Totally. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I was in hip hop when I was younger. I've, I've always been into, I listened to classical music when I was younger too. You know, I got dragged to the opera when I was really young. Mm. So I was, um, there was a lot of like right off the bat, like you're going to learn to love it. Yeah. Attitude around music. Which usually stuff, sends you, know? you in the opposite direction. You know? No, I, yeah, I got into it. And, and cause listening to jazz as a kid, even there's, there's always an on-ramp in anything you do in your life and even in love and with genres of music and there's an on-ramp with jazz. And then once you get into it, you get it. Mm. But I think, it, yeah. 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 Man, we fucking, no shade whatsoever, but we went to a friend's 40th birthday party the other day. And the music almost had us leave in there. Are you talking about the jukebox at the bar? Yeah, man. I mean, everybody was upset about it. Everyone was having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was not, we're not talking shit on this friend. It was not curated by people we know. It was, we were just being assaulted by sonic, you know, choices of the mainstream radio garbage. Garbage music. It's hard because it's hard. <laughs> no soul. You, you don't want to say yeah. You don't want to be judgy and like and and just be disapproving of of anything that people consider to be art. But it does feel like that. It feels a little soulless. It does. Yeah. But I have a hard time with all electronic music feeling like that. And and it's it's just one of those things I have to remind myself like some people are more tapped into like AI consciousnesses and stuff. I, and that's I, like yeah. why they're into it. Cause my brother is somebody it is now basically solely makes electronic music. And he went from being a punk in a punk band yeah. to then being a jazz musician all at professional levels. And then going to be like an electronic DJ. And I'm like, how did that, but a lot of yeah. people have done that trajectory too, going from punk oh, to jazz yeah. to, oh, to yeah. DJing. It's interesting. And I don't know why you'd get there, like why the train takes you to softer, because it feels like mine has gone the opposite way into like more mm-hmm. human and more rough yeah. and more imperfect and less metered or whatever. Um, but I want to love the stuff that he makes and I want to get it. And yeah. I always want to leave those doors open, you know? Yeah. But I, sometimes I just feel like maybe I'm just like, I know I'm an alien. I'm just like yeah. not specifically tapped into like whatever those aliens are mm. the praying mantis aliens or yeah yeah you know. whatever the fuck that is <laughs> well that's why you're so fascinated uh, by the human experience yeah <laughs> <laughs> like what is this thing yeah i genuinely do think all humans are aliens yeah like, that's my that's my standing theory thus far um and i think more are more hybrided than others mm. damn <laughs> <laughs> oh, like and some I, people are have uh, more alien blood in them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Damn, I wonder where. Like, I am. and I think some people are like from like praying mantis tribes, and I think some people are from like the big cat tribes. We got to come up with a new twenty three and me for like yeah. telling people how much of a lizard brain your they galactic have. Galactic heritage. Yeah, your galactic heritage. People do exactly. that with Akashic record readings and stuff. I think they tell you your your galactic heritage. That's oh, like yeah. the point of a lot of energy workers. Oh yeah, it's like, like a oh, big you're, market. You're if a you're an energy worker, yeah. Will you please contact us and let us know? I need to know what I am and where I'm. From. Oh yeah, Gabriel said all those stuff to me. I can't See, hold exactly. on to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to talk See, to Gabriel again. Yeah. You already know. Yeah. Um, we're not but, of this but, earth but i thought about that when one of our friends was like i'm i'm more personally she said that tapped into like ai or whatever and then yeah. i instantly had the thought in my head about music yeah like, you're gonna music. like different music oh than you're us. gonna okay yeah. yeah you're gonna want the fucking meter and the uh-huh okay that's comforting to you whereas like something about the heartbeat is more comforting to me because you've heard what what's like the one thing i talk shit about music is drum machines oh yeah that it, and like it irks me when you meter something yeah 
for yeah. some reason there has to be a looseness to rhythm or it, it feels oppressive to me mm -hmm. yeah we have the same thing in our films like they can't feel like that it has yeah. there has to be a natural soulful swing to it yeah or um yeah it feels like it was produced by an ai which yeah. which will be happening at some point <laughs> yeah ai's already making music yeah and people are loving it yeah, and, and our, they're gonna make their yeah. their attempt at films too yeah but there's a soulfulness, I think, that uh, you get when a human has touched every instrument and made every sound. And not, I'm, I'm not frowning on that stuff. I'm just less of an AI. I'm more yeah. of like, I don't know. I just want to hear drums and guitar and bass. <laughs> you know, I really do. Yeah. Any combination of that, I usually go fucking wild for. Yeah, and that's like the the country recently, like the twang of it. It's like to me, it's the extreme version of that because mm -hmm. you're getting all the in betweens and like all the offs. And yeah. That's so delicious. Oh my god. Know, like, yeah. I'm really into like. I'm a sucker for stuff with like a violin or, you know, like I think of you every time I hear the violin now, yeah. because you said that to me once that you like love everything with violin in it. Yeah. Just it pulls at those heartstrings. <laughs> yeah. Those strings. Those pull strings. At my <laughs> strings. It's really interesting to think about like how we evolve as people. And if your music taste evolves with it, which, which for me, cause music is forefront in my life. It has. And I just think about like how I needed punk to, but and I also needed to graduate for it. I will never yeah. look down on it. I will never, you know, turn my back on it. But yeah, I, I've I've moved on, and I, but I needed that for a while, and it it served me where my consciousness was at, and it and it served me to expand my consciousness to then challenge me to find new things that'll continue to do that, and not to, I'm not talking down on people that that aren't deadheads, but for me, becoming a deadhead is like a an indication of. Uh, my soul blossoming the fact that i could get into this music that at one point sounded like the worst trash on the planet to me now is like my favorite thing by far if i was on a desert island it wouldn't even be a question nothing would even like give me the grateful dead's archive i'll be fine for the rest of yeah time. we always ask that question if you could yeah. have one archive what would your archive be mayor Oh, the dead. Yeah. It's, it's really hard, though, because once you're into the dead, it's the largest archive also. Yes, that's so yeah. like, that you're cheating almost. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, you'd have the most things. And it's not just songs, it's jams, so like yeah. you wouldn't get bored. You know? yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, they, I think they played 3,500 shows, and they were all yeah. recorded. Like, yeah. They're all out there to be heard. Yeah. Some nerds have listened to them all. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. But, but yeah, but to my point about, like... Uh, the expansion of consciousness uh, coinciding with the expansion of your music tastes and hearing something, we always talk about this, like how you can hear something way differently at a different point in your life. And hearing, uh, I couldn't hear the dead. Like, it's so weird. It's like I listened to Jimmy my whole life, but I couldn't hear him. I, I liked it, but I couldn't hear it. Interesting. You know? No, what there's I mean? certain, like, remember when we were like. Really, like, it, you had an on ramp with Jimmy? No, I just I, I deeply appreciate him much more now than okay. I did, and I've listened to him my whole life. You know, I think you kind of remember we were saying like you kind of have to unlock portals like with a devotion to music. Oh, we got to finally unlock the Ween portal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be on the outside looking in of that band. Come on, like it's the <laughs> coolest fucking thing ever. You do not want to. So like like when you hear if that resonates with you, get into it. Get into it. Claim yourself to be a Ween fan because. Yeah, I just think of all bands like it would. F I would feel so silly if I was on the outside looking in on on such a fun fucking time. A band that covers so many genres, that can scratch so many itches in one show. 
you know? Yeah, but that's where it, like, proves to me that, like, by maintaining a devotion to art and music and having a fun life, that all of a sudden, this band that's on the periphery all of a sudden becomes so valuable and important to you, and it wouldn't have if you hadn't, like done the fun ridiculous wild things and lived the fun ridiculous life so that it resonates you know and that there must be other bands like that that we have yet to unlock you know oh that excites me more than anything and i think with ween and with you guys and that whole like out i don't know outside looking in or whatever it is it's it's like talking about genre bending too it is so beyond like what people are playing as far as resonating with your consciousness it's also just so about intent and the intent oh, yeah. people have and when they play a note and why they're playing the note mm-hmm. and the history behind them playing that note um that it's like i do think there's this process of of learning to love everything and love is probably the wrong word appreciate everything as your consciousness expands yeah. but i also think there's like just an honoring of like oh that intent doesn't <laughs> resonate with the intent that i'd like to honor absolutely in this lifetime I mean, one of the things that made me a, big, a bigger Ween fan than ever was that, that Guitar Moves episode with Dean Ween, that little 12-minute Vice thing. If you fucking watch that and don't come out rooting for that guy in this yeah. band, like, you seriously, you got a hole in your soul, baby. <laughs> well, th- like, that, like, because you're like, oh, I know what they're doing. Like, I'm in on it now. Mm. And you can hear every song from that perspective, not every song from the, like, hmm, what the hell are they fucking trying to do here? It's perspective, you know? Mm. Yeah, I just, I, li- I like things that make me, like, are funny. Like, oh, this is funny, and they the music that makes me want to feel good, and I don't know, stuff that's, like, too self-serious. I just, I'm not, I'm not about it right now, I think. Uh, yeah, m- me neither, because we're not self-serious. There was a time um, when I was much more of, like, I guess, like a hipster, you know what I mean? Where it matters, and, like, it, it you know... You're self-serious about your taste because that means something about who you are. You wouldn't want anyone to know about your guilty pleasure of listening to Ween or the Grateful Dead. You know, you have to be you have to be a punker or you have to be like this guy that knows all the the new indie bands and has their little opinion about all that shit. Like I couldn't give a fuck. I couldn't give a fuck about what's coming out now. Like I have so much to go through in terms of fucking Zappa and the Dead and Leon Russell and like all of our favorites. Like I could fucking listen to these guys the rest of my life. Um, but I do do my protein listening. That's what Church of Chill is. Church of Chill. <laughs> no, but Church of Chill, you do the protein listening to get a good Church of Chill. What ends up on Church of Chill isn't protein. It's it's the good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think sometimes it's just about astrology and how people resonate with music and maybe that being a factor too. Mm-hmm. Like being at the show with them and having it be so Martian. Yeah. And just being like, holy shit. And, and being like, it's just this realization of like, you'd probably have a really hard time if you didn't have any of that energy that was being asked to embody in you in a strong way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Cause even somebody like me who like, I consider myself like fairly Martian on the scale, not like extremely, I'm more Venusian than anything. Um, like it, it, you know, it's like the most intense concert I've been to in my life. And I've been, I've been <laughs> yeah, in pits of punk shows. Yeah, like I yeah. grew up in pits of punk shows. Like no, I've gotten bloody from thing. shows before. Like, um, this isn't you're not worried about yeah, your physical spiritually body. one of the it's, most like, <laughs> it was the most intense show i've ever it's been an assault to. yeah yeah um and uh and yeah that, just that maybe also just being a factor when people listen to music like oh you're super pluto forward and so this like super pluto forward artist yeah. is just like what planet is you, uh, you know what i mean what planet is ween mars martian mars. that's what okay. she's talking about okay so yeah someone who doesn't have a lot of mars energy in their world you're going to bring them to that show and they're going to be like what the fuck well are you and doing somebody who's to me? venus forward goes yeah. to that show as well and you have this like integration of like okay <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're ac- doing things differently yeah. you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. it's like acid you know it's like you gotta like surrender like it's almost yeah. like and that's where i feel like 
music is and especially uh going to live music it's like it's church because but it's like church in a way that it's also like electroshock therapy yeah you know totally. what i mean like totally. you can't hold on to the thoughts and you can't hold on to the bullshit and like i think so much during shows but it's like a process of letting go and kind yeah. of like it isn't necessarily a meditation it's like it brings up all this shit for me and it's like i go in and through it at yeah. the show and it kind of helps me yeah mm. Yeah, I kind of think of it like um, with with your tastes expanding as your consciousness expands a little bit is like you're creating new real estate in, uh, you know, in your being and those that new real estate needs soundtracks. And you know what I mean? Maybe the old stuff just doesn't fucking you can't even hear it there. You can't you can't even make sense of the old stuff. We've definitely had that with a lot of the music we've loved throughout our life. I think of one band in particular. Who? Gaslight Anthem. Oh, yeah, we were hot on them for their first two albums. And then, yeah, we went to a show and it was just like... Beer bros. Everything about it turned us off. Yeah. and even the To way the point where we couldn't even hear the music the same anymore. I feel like yeah. they were a mockery of the music they had made before. And there was just something that just like... And now I feel like, I don't know, I guess we should throw it on at some point and see what happens. But I'm like, I just don't think that this would work for me anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's hard as an artist when you find any success to continue to be authentic and not just like lean into that success because i think also there's an innate nature about artists that's always changing and there's mm. always different versions and the next version there's going to be different from the last version that people loved and so there's always going to be like an on-ramp like i say to that version too yeah. and that's scary and but i think all of our favorite artists do evolve yeah yeah you know evolve or die kind of yeah yeah well and the ones that cling like, you know, Weezer's probably another example, but there's lots of different examples well, of people. That yeah, they've clung. There's like, that's where clung. like, Kurt is like definitely evolved, but in another way, he's like, it's all one long song. Mm -hmm. And like, there's something so beautiful to the devotion of that art practice of like, yeah. everything kind of fits within his catalog in a totally. way that's so, rather than like, I think there's other artists like this, but you know, then you think of like Neil Young and he's got his like metal album or whatever yeah. it is you know things go like kind of in a whole different direction yeah because well because he's he's probably just a more complex dynamic person in that way he probably has more polarities in him than kurt yes you know that need to express themselves yeah or but yeah. i think it's cool about those artists it's like there's going to be a through line you uh -huh. know no matter if neil does country or metal whatever the fuck the cool part about that is like there's going to be this through line that yeah. he can't even control about him and his artistry that will come out. Well, that's like, that then gets more solidified over time, whether he wants to or not about like yeah. what he's bringing to the I table. I think that's the, been the most powerful thing for me to realize as just a human and a, as a creative human is like, Oh, even if I just have a green marker and a piece of paper, like it's going to be an extension of me. And so like, I got to this place where I'm like, Oh, less judgmental about the art that I make because it's it's me it's an extension of seeing myself outside of myself like yeah. what I will do with this pen and this piece of paper and it just like became like oh doodles are like feel good to me and also made me feel like oh we're all artists and we should all tap into like our creative potential and we don't all have to like have gallery shows and anything but like to take the time to like move like it's like exercise it's like moving stuff out through you and seeing what happens is um, something we should all consider participating in because it's so fun well i mean uh the same is for guitars you know what i mean like picking up a guitar even if you don't know how to play it is fucking so fun and and your song is going to come out no matter what level you're on your song is going to come out well and it's always the guitarist that had their own voice or were the weirdest that obviously made the most prolific impact on the genre too like any you know 
uh, John Frusciante, Eddie Van Halen, like people that came and you're like, yeah. whoa, there someone could reinvent playing. guitar? There was guitar playing before Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And there was guitar playing after yeah. Jimi Hendrix. There was guitar playing before Van Halen. There was guitar yeah. playing after Yeah, him. exactly. Um, yeah, there's like a million other people to speak on in that that we, I don't have the study enough right now to. But. Yeah. But like, you know, <clears throat> uh, I, I barely know what I'm doing on guitar and Kaz never touches it. And like, we have a little project called the puppy and the wolf that's our band and we can fucking do it you know what i mean it's like it's our song i think i think if people are attracted to us they'd want to hear that music oh, you totally. know what i mean if they're if they're into our vibe it's such an extension of us that's when you that's when you really become a musician though is when you get to get out of your own way in that in that understanding of perspective that it's like oh people just like are just here to watch me play yes it's not about the notes it's not about the melody being good yeah yeah it's yeah, just yeah. about me having fun so yeah. i better have fun my yeah. favorite part of the puppy and the wolf project that we have is sometimes you're the puppy and sometimes i'm the puppy and sometimes you're the wolf and sometimes i'm the wolf so mm, yeah there's no it's like uh it's an evolving dualism yeah totally (laughs) well we have puppy songs and wolf songs too true (laughs) (laughs) they really work on this fulcrum from every angle yeah yeah (laughs) totally we we serenaded mary the other night in front of a fireplace (laughs) just two fools who don't know how to play on guitar private concerts not to be too braggadocious definitely (laughs) puppy and the wolf those are exclusive those are i can already picture uh, the t-shirts those are high value (laughs) nft experiences yeah 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 well, that's why doing things like we do musical chairs in band practice, which I'm going to have a requirement of being our warm-up every time now, and getting oh, yeah. people on instruments they don't usually play is the best way to warm up as a musician musically because it's just getting you into the silly mode instead yeah. of the self-serious. Well, not, a, not only mu- like things they're not comfortable with, the instrument they're least comfortable with. Yeah, I've still avoided being on the drums, though, how I somehow every I don't think you're the least together. comfortable at that. Cass got on the drums. I did. I got on, I got on bass. Holy shit. Well, bass is like probably your instrument. And I've always kind of thought yeah, that. Yeah, but, but we'll for see. a person who's like, I'm not that, I think I'm not that good. So I don't want to be that consequential. Holy fuck. Yeah. Like it's so loud. And like you miss a note, you fuck up a little bit. You, you know, like it's like very noticeable. Well, and you were using Ruben's bass that has no frets. So. Yeah, fretless bass. Just fucking out there in the wild. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's cool. I was like, I can do this. I was like, this yeah. is a really I've fun been, instrument. So I've been looking at basses all week. I can't decide what I want to get for the band. I'm, I'm between yeah. a, a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, we need a. We need it should a ghost be pretty bass. color, right, or something. <laughs> yes, <Right? laughs> that's. <laughs> Should be a pretty color. I'm also an artist. Yes, so I would look good. It's gonna it's look like good. the main thing. Yeah, it's gotta look great. Yeah, I want it to look different too. Um, because mm. I was looking at some like some of the '60s Jag bases, but I don't really want two Jags in the family. I think I just want to keep variety. Yeah. I was even looking at what Paul used, which is like the violin base. Oh yeah, that, um, those are. Who's are Paul? Those Paul McCartney. Oh, you yeah. can't remember the only pool that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad's besides your daddy, I was gonna say besides your dad. <laughs> yeah, they're probably the most important bassist in world history. In yeah. Some ways. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, in one of the best too. One of the best. Definitely the Beatles' secret weapon. Because it's like everyone is proficient at their instruments, but Paul r- rips on bass. 
and it just it takes them into another dimension in a way that Paul's it's just a, an incredible musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know if it's bass specific. Yeah, it, anything. Just like an put him on musician. any instrument. Yeah, he will pull down the sweetest thing that could be pulled down in that yeah, moment on that t- instrument. He's in, a, he's in such a high frequency in his body that he's able to tap so quickly into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things that people want to hold on to and resonate with. Because I think beyond to there being music that like really just like comforts you, I think there's also artists that come along where you're like not quite at their frequency, but they bring you to a higher frequency because they're at that place of understanding. Oh, that was the Beatles. That was yeah, Paul and John know, and for so sure. I yeah. think they, they were like, you know, the acid that nobody ever took. You know, they're like oh the, probably God. one of the biggest consciousness crackers that's ever happened. In they the, came on, on Ed the, Sullivan. On planet Earth, that was like, that was the biggest psychedelic experience yeah. that humanity had had together in terms of just getting <laughs> tuned to a frequency of love and excitement about the world. Yeah, from a television performance. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. One of my favorite frequencies is heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You don't have to do it. But yeah, and I never really want. I never. I I've kind of made an agreement uh, that I never want to do it. Um, and I don't. But it is like my favorite musical tone. Oh, it's all just fluffy white clouds. I was wondering <laughs> where this is going. Yeah. When you said your favorite frequency is heroin. Yeah, to, I mean the musicians that we love that did heroin and 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 they don't. There's a don't. There's a not giving a fuckness about say. doing heroin that for rebel angels like ourselves is like very appealing i don't want to do it myself it's too destructive and and it lowers my frequency i'm trying to go up you know what i mean but the music that came out of those people yeah but i would argue in controversial opinion that it came out despite of it yeah yeah you might be right i i think that it was a coping mechanism and had kurt cobain not been addicted to heroin yeah, it lowers your frequency, just like you said, and that is always going to hinder your ability to tap into things yeah. and be able to channel and bring down and yada yada. And I think what you're talking about of the the lack of fuckness that you have to have to even approach heroin is more the consciousness that you're attuning to versus the person that's actually on heroin. Right. Well, it's more just like this. It's it's almost like a leaning into spirit that you don't get in the human experience as much because people are so wrapped up in their ego and whatever. And when you choose to do heroin, it's almost like this like white flag, like, fuck it. Mm. You know, it's not about me and my story here. I just want to, you know, yeah. feel good with my spirit and be in spirit, not my body. Yeah. So I think that's like another thing that is right. like exciting to dive into. Yeah. Like as a, I'm a really light bubbly person. So there's something about like the darkness that I really appreciate, you know, and being able to kind of like traverse that energy, whether it's like with leftover crack or John Frusciante or like, yeah. you know, it's, I mean like it just. Shit that I would not put on around a lot of chicks until I met you. And I'm like, oh, you can't, chicks can't handle this shit. yeah and i think a lot of those people like are incredibly dynamic and and if they were just bringing the darkness you probably couldn't hear it but because people like john frusciante also have this incredible capacity for light which is why he has this incredible capacity for darkness you're able to hear it yeah there's like a sweetness to it there's like like a morning but like a sweetness from a you know because yeah, there's plenty of dark music I can't handle yeah. on this planet and that I don't listen to and doesn't feel good to move through. But just like you, pro- pro- probably identify as a dark person. The dark music is very comforting to me you know, mm. a lot of the time. Leonard but Cohen. Yeah. like the, It's yeah. so weird. You would not think that that would be comforting. Yeah. You listen to his music and it's like. <laughs> yeah. But it's comforting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, oh, shit. Um, someone else has been through this shit. Uh, the Slayer of Singer to me, his vocals yeah yeah there's like a there's a brightness about it and a hopefulness about it through his anger that i think was why such a large population of people was able to receive it Mm -hmm. yeah 
Uh, same thing with James Hetfield from Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The yeah. the ones the the ones that stood out and broke through from that era of metal. Yeah. It was probably had to do with that. Yeah. <clears throat> like a hopefulness you couldn't quite tame, even with all the darkness that they were dealing with. You yeah. know that you can hear yeah. through everything. That's like, yeah. Iron Maiden. Uh. They're like <laughs> they're a bubble buddy they fucking bubble metal buddy. band. You know <laughs> they they're are. bubble buddies. Yeah. Remember, remember seventh son of a seventh son oh oh my god that song i remember i, I remember that's i played it for you and then i played the second time i played it for you, you were like how did they write this and that's i was like you're a songwriter i, I was gonna no ask you idea how they came up with this or put this together or pulled this down or approached this or yeah. what the fuck yeah. yeah insane yeah there's another song that we were listening to last night uh called Green grass and high tides. Jesus Christ, Same that song rips thing. so fucking Where hard. I was like, how did they do this? So hard. How yeah, it's did another. They do this. It feels miraculous. Yeah, it's on the latest episode of Church of Chill, which you can find at patreon.com slash church of chill. It's personally my favorite episode. I've, I haven't been so excited for an episode to come out. Every day I've resisted texting you being like, will you please just like personally send me that? Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, gonna, I'm about out. to edit that. But I've been like, don't be so annoying. Like, just wait. I'm just about wait. to edit it and put it out. <laughs> That was one that I didn't think that episode was going to be a booty shaker, but Mero always surprises me. I was actually me. angry that we didn't continue dancing after it was over. I got into such a fucking vibe. Yeah. I didn't want to stop. Yeah. Dance like no <laughs> one's watching. Or That's everyone's watching. Whatever gets you off. Yeah, whatever gets you off. <laughs> That's how you dance. Mero dances like everyone's watching. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> Dance like everyone's watching. <laughs> also, a quick little announcement. What? Um, we have plenty of time. Um, I just want to say this here in the middle. Uh, we've made a new film. We are birthing. That's so fucking good. Yeah. I got to watch it last night. Yeah. We made a new film called American Sunset, and uh, we're going to put that out on Patreon. That's yeah. That's probably the way to do it. Yeah. We'll put it out on Patreon. Pre-release. Um, yeah, that, it'll be pre-release there. Uh, if you want to see it, hop on our Patreon. Um, there's so much stuff on there. We have so much bonus podcasts. It's worth it for that now alone. And then we have um, all the Church of Chill episodes, the Discord community. <laughs> and now we'll be releasing our first film through that. And it's going to be really exciting. I think it's somehow your best film yet. And I don't want to say that because I don't want to, no, I, I don't want to like hierarchy that. them. You know what I mean? But it does feel like somehow a culmination of the things that you guys have done. And yeah. um, it, every, it's so quintessential. Like it feels yeah. so classic Americana. Yeah. Classic, it's, classic. It's American really movie. what we set out to Necessity do. Necessity needs to be in everyone's home. Yeah. You need to watch it. Yeah. Oh, I'm really glad Once you liked it. Like, uh, showing the movie that I'm making to a person for the first time that like the first time that it's not just like Cass and I or our editor is like probably the closest I've ever come to like my heart stopping beating. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't like, um, yeah. because every little insecurity I have about why I'm a filmmaker, what was I doing out there? Is this a good idea? Is that a good edit? Is this a good song? Is this person even worth all that stuff is just right there on the surface. So when we went into this experience last night, all that stuff was there on the surface. I was like ready to do battle with all those things yeah. and sit with Mare, who I know appreciates the finer things in life. And you have a critical <laughs> eye for, towards art. And I'm like, cool, let's do this. I'm ready to do battle with all my insecurities right now. 
and we threw on the movie and I was just I melted into it kind of the way I want the viewers to and that's how I know we're very close yeah well when you're so psychically connected to me if if I weren't loving oh. it and melting into it myself you would have felt that and I would have been because... hard at work today on that movie yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. but it, yeah it's not that it's um it's just it's so fun it's so yeah. fat like besides like the profound nature of it it's like it's just so fun because yeah. it's so fast yeah yeah um, I love making movies and I want to make a lot more. We're very inspired right now. And it's, yeah. it feels like just the process of moving the energy of starting to edit that movie uh, has flooded in like now, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like this again. So like I already have another guy that I want to make another project about. And we have the I- idea for after that. And our, um, our series that we've been trying to pitch for a while now um, is it got some development money behind it. The Family Trip is, is a documentary series that we're trying to uh, pitch to all the big dogs. But yeah. In, in order to do that, we know all the big dogs and they know us, but when you're going to do your first thing in that on that level, they like when some other company holds your hand. Yeah, I so, want Apple to get yeah. it because I think it would be more in line with how they want to represent themselves. It's yeah. just like the most relevant thing ever, the family trip. I know. But like, I know. People like Apple that are trying to get in the game, like Netflix are arrogant at this point, I feel like. You know they're not going to take mean? a they're risk not, like that. They're not, yeah, they're not looking to roll any dice. They have an algorithm telling them, you know, how yeah. to keep their subscribers. Yeah. That's what it's all about yeah. at this point for them because they're so huge. Shakers. Yeah. You, you need somebody who's fucking new to the game and hungry for it. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's who we teamed up with. Like the the people that we chose as our partners for the family trip are young, up and coming, fucking psyched to do this. Real, they get it. They yeah. get it, and they get us. And um, we fucking played hardball with them. We're like, all right, you got to pay us, and we got that money. I can't believe it. That's it's it's the first time that we've been able to be like, uh, you know, hey. Our idea is worth worth money, and you're gonna have to pay if you want to be a part of it. It's the first time like that I've felt confident doing that and and doing it. Yeah, I mean it helped. It was helpful that other people wanted to invest in the idea. So yeah, no, this is the first idea that like even as we had the idea, it was like this is worth money. People are offering us money for it as soon as it came out of our mouth. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're gonna get back on track. We might not live in this apartment anymore, but we're gonna get our shit back on track. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy that you've. I was thinking about that song coming into this. I was like, this could, we could sit here and talk about that the whole time. <laughs> I was thinking we would save that for the afterglow. Ooh. I'm going through changes. Can you come up with your own changes song? Make it the trifecta? Yeah, we already covered two big ones. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being put on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I no. can think of another one. Do you have another one? A change is gonna come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it will. That's Ooh, iconic. How was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we already do? Chain, 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 chain. Is that the first one you did? That's oh, the cha- chain. Chain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Cha-cha-cha. laughs> 
<laughs> well, we should change that song to change, 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 change the food. I've been very embracing of this big change in our, our life of moving out of this apartment. It's been a process, and you're still grieving, and it'll be a process. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, and I'm trying to help in any way I can. You're the best as a mover and shaker you're myself. The, best. the main reason I'm comfortable doing this is because I still feel tethered to the city. Because you live here. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm still in the LES holding it down on the Devil's Corner. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you'll be there until further notice, and we're going to figure <laughs> something out. will be there until further notice. So that makes Unless me feel. Unless you want to rent out my place. Yes. The, I've imbued it with so much magic. Yeah, that's a. It's available. Uh, Just so you know. But. But yeah, yeah I'm there. It, you being down here and you being so sweet to us and saying you're still going to love us, even though we're not. I here. can't help it. We're okay. unhoused. I wish I could help it, but I can't. <laughs> no, it's it just, does. I'm like, fuck, I really got my hooks in this girl. Thank God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's real and it's not like I'm finding out in like our last few weeks in this place, like, oh, this it was kind of about convenience and material shit. <clears throat> no, I already ran across state lines and found out I can't run from you, so mm. yeah, I've already gone through that dark tunnel nowhere to run to baby <laughs> nowhere to hide in this lifetime nowhere certainly nowhere to, to run <laughs> yeah there really yeah, is no, nowhere not, to run i'm not worried about it and and because i'm on my astrology shit i also knew how this period would be challenging for you and not in its exact expressions of course but um i also know it's transitory and even if it was dictative I would still love you guys if you lived there for the rest of your lives, of course. I don't give yeah. a flying fuck where you live. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I also just know that, like, this period around constricting feelings and value is temporary and transitory. And, yeah. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, it really doesn't phase, it doesn't shake up anything for me. Well, you know? well, the like, key is to, for me, like, not making it, it, it making it feel like an, an expansion of, of possibilities is going to happen, which it is, oh, yeah. at least at first. No, I mean, it stresses me out that you guys have been here for so long. Oh, and I not know. besides the fact that you've paid rent to be here, like, it stresses me out. Yeah. Like, no, my spirit, like, you've been in this one place for so long. Like, like all and, of the and opportunities. In here. Yeah. You not know what just I mean? like, having this place in this place. So, yeah, it'll, like, I, it's all I keep saying is I yeah. promise this is for the best. Like, I no, promise it, where you land is going to be better. I've fully embraced that at this point. Yeah. And um yeah, it's it's totally it's it's time to move on and, and it's already like put us in a different headspace. Like we're just gonna stash our shit in storage and hit the road with Kurt. Like duh. Like You have so many things to hit the road on. There's Wooks, there's we're gonna other make things wooks. like we're gonna make this Kurt thing. I think I'm gonna say it's gonna be less uncomfortable than you think even. Like oh, it's yeah. gonna feel like it's so worked out like Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So um I'm very excited, and also just worth mentioning a little magic spell that I pulled that even you didn't believe in, but when the pandemic started, like, literally two years ago today, it was like everything shut down, and we didn't know how long that was going to be, and Cass Wait, and today I... the 12th? <coughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Cass and I dressed up in, in ski masks and um disguised ourselves and went around and put a note on every door in this building saying let's go on a rent strike <laughs> we have to like literally right out of the gate we, we saw the writing on the wall we're like the, the people have a chance right now like let's do this yeah and um <laughs> so out of 36 units oh we got 10 God. people to join our coalition and we were like yo we got to stop paying rent so that way that the the building can lobby the state and get some fucking relief funds for us we're not gonna be able to do it as individuals we can do it together 
and people were with us. And then they, slowly but surely, they all pushed out and moved or started paying rent again or whatever. But we held out. And when we did start paying rent again, we started paying a way reduced rate that we decided. And they were like, cool, well, we're keeping track of this. And I remember it stressed you out a little bit even. You're like, really like I was like, they're going to forgive it. They're going to forgive it. And you're like, uh, I'm like, no. Well, you don't. weren't even like, they're going to forgive it. You're like, try and get the, this the, money. They will, I was like, they will never <laughs> get this money from me. I am from two lawyers. Yes. Who work I in real estate. I play safe in these realms. Yeah. 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 Me so, too. Yeah, basically, we racked up thirty thousand dollars in back rent to these motherfuckers, and uh, by a miracle, and I think your mom's consciousness. Yeah, yeah, totally. You got it forgiven. We got it forgiven. Yeah, the other day they called up, and we're like, "Look, if you just get the fuck out of here, well, we'll forgive it." And I was like, "Cool, they, that's what I was waiting for." <laughs> we're gone. First, they called and we're like, <laughs> "We're gonna sue you." We're gonna yeah. sue you, and you're not only gonna have to pay the thirty grand, you're gonna have to pay our lawyer's fees on yeah. top of that. Yeah. And Sean was like, fucking try it. And thank God for Mayor because I was like... Mayor was here when all this went, went thank down. Thank fucking Because otherwise God. I can bully was... Cass. I can be like, no, this is how we're doing it. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not being sued. Like, I will pay whatever I need to pay to not be sued. I will, like, I'm not doing it. Like, being caught up in a lawsuit is like so yeah you came to me and you were you were saying like they might cut us a deal they they might just do 15 grand and i'm like no and you're like they'll meet with us over it and i'm like oh if they'll meet with us we're getting away with this because no one's gonna sit face to face with us and be like hey why are you trying to ruin two artists lives did this affect anyone's personal life that we were here paying reduced rent like did it did it hurt anyone well and the fact that everyone else they were able to make a deal with they have 200 other units and they were able to work it out and have most of those people pay full rent. Yeah. I think they really just caught their losses with us. Yeah. They, they said, okay, this is going to be a pain in our ass. And they weighed their options and said that I would rather not tangle with Sean. But Sean He's was like, too wild. Well, Sean was ready to be like, all right, I'll just go bankrupt. And I'm like, you motherfucker. He's like, we have your name. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck are you this doing? Why we're to not me? married. We could fucking bankrupt me and you're got a clean slate. And I'm like, well, then I might as well be married to you because now I'm stuck with a bankrupt Jesus person that I'm now Christ. responsible for. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, independent filmmaking doesn't pay that well. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill if you want to help us out. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it going again. Uh, but yeah, again. the angels are with y'all as they always Bro. are. And the miracle happened. Just, I mean, like, I was doing imaginal techniques for you. I was imagining, but also uh, there were belief systems I know in, real in myself shit. that were working against you in this scenario. Yeah. Real world shit that I was like, I do not know how they're going to come out of this. Do you know Without the embarrassment being, of being fucking with it. paying this building back slowly but surely no, after I mean, we don't live here? The amount that you've already paid them, I'm like, that's We've paid them $350,000. You know what I mean? It's like, so basically- what We this could have a house. <laughs> we could have paid off our mortgage. Uh, whatever. Here's, here, I could, <laughs> I could go on a tangent about that if you would like it. I don't know where we're at. Where, no. Yeah, we've, um, we've, 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 it was I've the cost in, of freedom. Well, I've lived in the city for 18 years, and I found you, and I found you, and I don't care if that cost me $10 million. I lived a beautiful life that made me feel who I am, feel into who I am by living here and tr and forcing myself to get by as an artist, and I magnetized uh, the beautiful lovers that I need to get me through life to me, and I don't care how much that costs in, in real world uh -uh. doubloons. Fuck that shit. I'll get more of them. Of course. No, and... 
if you're paying mortgage or if you're paying rent, either way, you're paying too much. Like, either way, it's a problem. And the it's rent horrifying. is too damn high. Either and, way, they take it away from either you. Either way, the lie that we've accepted and agreed to and bought into that you can't exist on land for free is crazy in itself. Yeah. And the fact that that land is, like, as expensive as it is now is so crazy. The idea of owning <laughs> anything is a joke. Like, come on. But also, yeah. just literally, if you stop paying your mortgage... They're going to kick you out and take away your mm-hmm. place just like they would to a renter. Right. And it's not like they're going to be like, and we'll give you back the 150 that you've already paid <laughs> down. You don't get that back. It's the same fucking thing. Right. If you make it to the end of the 30 years and you've done it right the whole time, you've had a forced savings account that will set you up nice. That's a, that's um, why it's smart. And yeah, that's why no, we need to do it's it. It's definitely the smarter choice of the yeah, if slave labor it. options we yeah, have. You, you know what I it. mean? It's a mortgage. And it's essentially or literally impossible to do i mean the fact that yeah. i could do it is just because i'm privileged you know what i mean mm. um it's home ownership is one of those things that's just not happening with uh younger generations or even our generation not just because of the expensive things but because corporations are buying up most of the homing and the housing around yeah. america yeah and um just like I've talked about, I think there's two really amazing, profound things happening. I do think there's a spiritual awakening and like human consciousness cracking and expansion that's happening with the younger generations and mm-hmm. former generations. Um, but there is a doubling down with the empire that I think is just like they want it to be being disguised behind everything else. And that um, I don't want to say false hope because I don't think there is a, I don't think false hope is even a, a thing that exists, but um, I do think that people don't realize uh, how the empire has doubled down during this period. Well, uh, you know, because I think people are putting a lot of their eggs in their basket about like even you saying like the market's going to crash. It's like, honey, like, mm. no, like, like well, we're headed like, to like, we're like, getting we're, to we're, a depression. We're going towards a recession or a depression. No, no yeah, doubt. like for you. But but oh, like, oh, like this idea yeah, yeah, yeah. that like uh, no, they don't suffer. The systems that be no. are are going to ever be at a point that they. Do you know what I they're mean? They're stronger that than they're ever. giving away their power. These things that people are investing in in the future that they think are happening. They take loans out yeah. from the government, and the loans aren't going to exist anymore because they don't think the government's going to exist anymore. It's like you don't understand what's happening. Like apocalyptic more, fantasies, yeah. to try to justify your way of kind of trying to find a loophole here in America. And I, I think where it comes from is, uh, like you're saying, that the, the empire is stronger than ever. They got us by the balls more than ever, and it's all hidden by behind a thin veneer of like chaos and goofy ass politicians, and this yeah. and, that. and that's what we think the empire is. Right. The empire is not Congress. Yeah. It's not the president. It's not MSNBC. It's not CNN. Those are like they they are putting out a story like the like we're on, like the empire's on the edge of precarity to make us more desperate, to make us make more silly moves and fucking yeah. take out loans that we think we're not going to have to pay back and fucking all this dumb shit we've gotten caught up in. Yeah. You're too cute. Bro. No, and I think even like there, there, is a, there is a perspective at which those things that we're looking at, like the presidents and the government, seems like their power is depleting because in a way it is, but, but that's because there's larger systems of power behind them that we don't have control over or democratization over that are actually in power now. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so these things at the forefront are more fragile, but that's just who they are now mm-hmm. in, in like an archetypal range, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, cause now we don't get to see who's really making decisions. Yeah. Not that on actually a more deeper spiritual level, you ever see who's really making decisions because yeah. where do your yeah. thoughts come from and shit. But, um, yeah. 
No, we don't. Yeah, we don't even know who to hold accountable or how to. Yeah. And and because you don't know who's accountable. You know, and for the longest time, it's like they really didn't know how to get their hooks in, like the millennials and younger. Yeah. And all they had to do, and it was so easy, is make us feel like our consumer choices are saving the world. And that's it. And that's what everybody's fighting to make themselves seem woke beyond woke so you can feel like you're saving the world by going to KFC and by buying Toms of Maine and by doing this and eating that kind of cereal instead of that and this and that and just fucking lost in the myopic corporate bullshit sauce and you don't even know who hypnotized you and when. But they definitely, I mean, they got us. They got this generation and all the ones after us already fucking bought and paid for. Yeah. And it is beautiful because I think it obviously speaks to the fact that humans do want to do good. Like people want yes. to not just for vanity's sake be considered good, but people genuinely want to be good humans. You that's why right we thing. all, yeah, that's why we make the decisions that we make and we have different value systems. And so some good looks different on different people's value systems or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, just like marketing is done since the dawn of time, like it pulls on the most essential, like primal desires we have and then just like uses them against us. And, I do think that slowly but surely that value system is going to help us with the choices that corporations are going to make because they're being more held accountable to better value systems that we now have about, okay, the planet is a living thing that needs to be taken care of and we can't just like rape, pillage, and plunder everything we see. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, these like human realizations that we're coming to. Yeah. That's going to take generations of work to get back to the baseline where we need to be, you know? Yeah. But even like this guy forgiving your rent, like the first thing that came into my mind was just like, I wonder if it really is that more in the mainstream being a good person is more important. Like, and there's just like more of this guilt consciousness with people and white people. It somehow trumps money. It somehow, you know, trumps like, yeah, the desire for money and like, yeah, people don't want to be, feel like they're bad people anymore. I think that's like But what the rich people do to protect themselves from motherfuckers like us is they're, they're deeply padded. Right. They would never want to have to look us in the face because they can't do it. Yeah. They can't handle it. Right. And this guy, the second he was faced with having to look us in the eye and say, I'm going to chase you around. And for he knows he's about grand, to go on vacation. Yeah. Right. He's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. And and his and better human nature comes over. Right. And he probably does feel like a good person for doing that. And right. I hope he feels Even all those good feels he should. Even though he's a scum Yeah. yeah I, I, you know but I, mean? I, I'm very grateful. Yeah. I'm, very I'm extremely yeah. grateful. Uh, the angels are working with us. Because I was going to say, if you did meet him in person, obviously the only leverage you have is emotionality. And I was going to say, like, yeah. just just use this as your charity. That's what you say to rich people. Like, this is your charity for the year. Yeah. I'm your charity You're for helping the year, artists. You know? You're giving like, artists a scholarship. <laughs> let me feel good. Let you feel good about yourself by helping somebody yeah. like me who needs help. Yeah. You know? Well, literally, they tried to build a wall in the middle of this living room to get some tax abatement. So like, right I after remember we moved when in, that you, was happening. No, no, this was... You were... T- Two years into us being here. Okay. And I fucking... It was like the craziest I, thing I'd ever heard. Every time they they tried to so do it, I would say... I was like, let me talk to whoever. And I finally got on the phone with the owner of the building. And I was just an emotional piece of shit. I was just like, I'm an artist. This is a beautiful space. Don't do this to your own building. I just used every possible thing. Yeah. I've told Cass this before, and, and I hope you understand that I really do mean this. Those conversations that you're going to have where you know it's probably the last conversation you're going to have with someone before lawyers are involved, you have to fucking use every single bit of emotional manipulation you can. And we didn't even, it didn't even come to lawyers being involved with this. We were already setting them up for... I mean, I think you saved a lot of other apartments in this building by pleading your case on this one. 
Oh yeah. I, I don't I don't think that they did that to many other apartments. No, yeah, that was the idea. Like, oh, let's make all the one bedrooms into two bedrooms. I'm like, why would you make every apartment in this building a piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Again, it's just to like get squat, get more money. It's their program to do that, and and people like us can pop them out of that timeline for a second. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, shit, I was asleep at the wheel. I was just doing the thing. Yeah. You know, I was just doing the greed game. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about humans. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate y'all. Oh, you guys seem cute. Fine. Yeah. 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 I've I've had um, a couple of, like, board meetings in my building um, owning the apartment I have, and I'm the only artist in the building, and that's, like, my biggest talking point always. It's like, you don't – you need me, motherfucker. I'm the last person in this goddamn village who represents (laughs) what New York should be and used to be, you know? Like – Yeah. You can't get rid of me. Yeah, the, I mean, I see New York City. People, everyone keeps sending us, like, New York City's doing this half-assed fucking attempt to, like, keep artists here by doing, like, a basically a universal basic income for, like, a, a no-show job. So you'd get, like, a salaried job with we the city to go work on. We need universal basic income so fucking bad, yeah. It's Everybody just too little too it. late. It's like you, you it's lost not. the artist class. That's going to change people's lives, though, don't they you think? They lost the artist class. Already, The yeah. people who are okay, privileged enough to be here yeah. are people like us. Yeah. Who uh, we have the backing of the commercial yeah. in, uh, production industry. You have the backing of your parents in a tattoo job yeah. that pays well. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like the real artists, the people that are fucking scrappy. Well, that's why when we look at this application, we were like, we can't take we this can't from take other this people because we have earning potential we have that earning other potential. people don't yeah. have. Like we are artists with actual earning potential. We can make a game changing check. Right. Or, you know, have a game-changing job. And we've had them several times over, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, universal basic income <laughs> needs to be for everybody um, so that we do have more artists. Yeah, it would sort itself out. Yeah. It would sort itself out. Yeah. Uh, so many more yeah. people would become artists. The biggest myth that capitalists buy into is that people don't want to do good things with their time. And that's just not true. Absolutely. When people have time, humans are innately creative. That we don't want to work. There's not a baseline of, naz- of laziness. There's a baseline of creativity that's yes. oppressed by the systems that be, mm. you know? Um, and that, yeah, like. That's good. <laughs> No, it's good because it, it because it's because we forget that, and that little fact Sometimes is like I the forget hack it on about the whole myself. thing. Because yeah. you like, get resentful towards other people if you don't keep that in mind. No, because I think like you know? oh, I'm like oh, I haven't, I've barely done anything, and then it's like oh no, we did a podcast a week for the last couple of years, and we've made movies, and we do all this stuff, and just because I'm not getting paid for it doesn't mean I'm not doing something with my time every day to like try, try. to bring people some good content. <laughs> walk each other home. You're. you're <laughs> You're incredibly creative, and just like you were talking about earlier, everyone's an artist. Like art, the idea of art and the definition of creativity obviously needs to be more expansive than like colors on paper, because the way at which you're creative is so much more expansive even than your visual arts and the other things that you do mm. um, that are more segmented into the like the genre of arts. Like you're creative in the way that you bring things together. And I don't know what the definition of, of you guys have of like what is art and what it makes an artist. I always think of it as somebody that's bringing things together in unconventional ways. And you do that with people, with your art groups and community and um, a million other like more microcosmic ways at which the way that you create things and thought forms. But yeah, um, yeah everyone's creative. If you're like my parents people always say oh, it's so funny that you guys come from two lawyers there's two artists now in your family yeah. and 
always kind of wrapping those two things up is so differently. But whenever I'm writing a song, like all I'm doing is what both my parents did their entire careers, which is uh, emotionally manipulate people through language. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, like it's the same skill set they have. It literally is the same thing, you know. When I was in 10th um, grade, they made us like take the the little tests, like fill out all the things and take like 100 question tests and it'll tell you what you're going to do as a career. And it told me I was going to be a systems analyst, which is what my mom does. And I'm like, well, it couldn't be further from what I ended up doing. And then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly what I do. What, do. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> just in a more nuanced, artistic I'm, I'm, way, yeah, you I'm would just say, not there. you know but, what I mean? Yeah, but like my mom will say, like, my job is extremely creative. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to hang in there this yeah. long. But it, to me, it just looks like she's just sitting there like... It's just it, it looks like the Matrix is just going by. It's just green text on a black screen going by, and she's just fixing a little thing, adding something, taking something out. Like she's writing programs yeah. that are um, basically helping all the paper in this country get from where it needs to go yeah. to you know whatever out of warehouses yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it said I was going to be a systems analyst, and I was like, oh well, no, I want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. I analyze systems and I try to essentialize them. Yeah. And I, I think to your question is what is art? It's uh, it's the mirror game. You know what I mean? I feel like it's people yeah. that want to hold up mirrors and help people see them themselves in a different under a different light in a different yeah. way. You know, that's what I'm trying to do at least. And How do you define it being creative or art? Um, I mean it is. It's like life force. It's it's like beyond definition you know because cooking dinner is creative being anxious is creative I mean any decision you make is creative it's just the the judgment that makes you think that it's not a creative choice you know right. writer's block is creative <laughs> <laughs> you know? totally yeah, yeah. P- putting intent into your breath then makes it creative yeah you oh, know yeah. just the awareness I think innately makes whatever you're focus on, focusing on creative because mm. there's an awareness about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, how and we're innately create like that's who we are. Mm. We're like, we're literally just creative gods, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's how you dress. And a lot of people, like I've always been impressed or inspired by people who are like, I have the 10 pairs of the, or five pairs of the same pair of jeans and like 10 t-shirts t- of the same t-shirt. And I eat the same thing for breakfast every morning. Cause it's like, all these things are creative decisions, but the more you kind of like formulize some of the aspects of the creative decisions, you can um, have more bandwidth for different yeah. aspects of your life where creative decisions you can be a little bit more wily with potentially. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. And so I think, that, yeah, it's one of the coolest things when you meet new people about like, oh, how is this, per- how, how is this person's art most um, like specific? And how, yeah. like, where they want to focus it, you know? And it's not even to, like, oh, they're a musician or they're a visual artist. It's, like, their mm. approach. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, everyone's an artist and everyone deserves basic universal basic income. If you're if you're going to be required to pay rent and live on land. Yeah. Yeah, for being born here. What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God damn>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally crazy. If we forced everyone in this country to play a game of baseball every day, the least we could do is provide the balls and the bats and the uniforms and the helmets. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, you have to play baseball every day. We're not going to tell you how to play it. We're not going to tell you anything about the rules or anything like that. You'll figure that out as you go along. You'll figure that out as you make mistakes. That's how it's going to be. Go ahead. 
go play baseball right now. And you have people serving up fucking 100 mile an hour fastballs at you while you stand there quivering with no helmet, no bat, nothing, nothing to protect yourself, not even knowing what the fuck you're doing. And that's like, that's how we send people out there into the fucking real world. And they have no idea how fucking brutal it is till they're a victim of it. And that's why people don't fight for each other. Because you don't think to fucking fight for something that hasn't happened to you. But go bankrupt by the medical system and then tell me we shouldn't have fucking uh, uh, goddamn fucking Medicare for all. You know what I mean? Like, And you could go right down the line. All the institutions in this country that have major problems, which is every one because they're all driven by profit motive. Well, and they're all part of the same system and the same agreement. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You can't live free under daddy's dime. Yeah, and that's that's what we have to do is, Mm -hmm. is stop consenting to that. We have to stop in mass consenting to that. And we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, yeah. It's um, it's hard because of the landlords, like because of who owns all the land being so few, you know, and that's happening with food as well with like who, because food uh, is land specific, really you know? Yeah. yeah so it, it's like, I feel so hopeful, but I also feel scared at the same time. It feels like there's like two dueling timelines of um, mm-hmm. like the rising beautiful consciousness and also just like how deeply rooted these uh, heavier oppressive systems are. Mm. Mm-hmm. We've invested to over lifetimes. Yeah. <clears throat> the gods that we've prayed to yeah. as a country yeah. from day one yeah. are the gods of greed and enslavement. Yeah. And no wonder everyone's greedy and, and enslaved. And during this Pluto <laughs> return that we're going through as a country, um, yeah, we're coming to realize the power dynamics that we've created and I think the darkness that permeates out from them. Mm-hmm. And um, like really a more, like a closer look at maybe some of the distortion in our intentions and coming over here and um, the unpacking of what was disguised as love that was really fear. Mm-hmm. And that's everybody's story, but that's also the collective story and America's story. And there were a lot of beautiful intentions, I think, in coming over here wrapped up in a lot of really dark, distorted ones. And that's oh, all yeah. coming to express itself, yeah. you know, um, and um, the inequality. And we really invested in a lot of those darker systems to a point that it takes a whole lifetime to try and unpack and unlearn them. Yeah. Um, and most people don't, you know, most people don't have a good, you know the luxury privilege or capacity, whatever you want to say to um, try and learn on some of these things. Mm. And this is on like a philosophical educational level, but this is also just like we're around so many people that are musicians or want to be musicians and want to make music. And this is just constant conversation. Even when you meet rock stars of getting out of your own way is, is always there. Mm. And it, yeah. it always seems to be in the face of everything else telling you that you shouldn't get out of your own way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Um, and so that's there for art and just like stepping onto the stage to make art. Um, but that's also there just for like how you want to be moving forward in these larger systems of value and fundamentals. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like so excited about Uranus's stay in Taurus and all of this reworking of value systems. And I'm excited about like the hopefulness of crypto and alternate mm. <clears throat> ways of thinking about how we can exchange value and resources on this planet because clearly the way that we've been doing it thus far has not been healthy for anybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I think part of the, the decision to traverse this lifetime, this random bit of time we got spit out into, traverse it at, with the lens of an artist, 
I think it's really helped um, our health embracing that because I feel uh, just more objective, less just more like in an observer mode in a gathering of information in a in a way to fucking how do I gather how do I analyze systems and then help collectively raise the vibration with with whatever artifact I come back with. I think is a much more uh, mm. healthy way for me to traverse the madness of this fucking life. Yeah. Well, just than like as you, a worker, just like you were talking about before with nuances and that so much of your art is about bringing more nuance into the human perspective. That is so essential for people cracking themselves out of the matrix because these systems are so segmented and ask you to compartmentalize your life in this way that keeps you in these systems. And once you do lean into the gray areas, not the black and white, the ink on paper, the manipulation and the propaganda that they're feeding you, it does become more like, you, the, your perspective of things becomes more holistic and it becomes less easy to be judgmental and be left-wing or right-wing or these things that they ask you to be to stay at war with each other, yeah. you know, because you lean into the gray of it all and you're like, well. Mm. <laughs> well, you also see the value of everybody. You're like, oh, yeah. how, who am I to say how they're expressing their life in this lifetime is wrong. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's just as sacred as the way I'm doing it, you know, to say that, oh, my path is sacred and theirs isn't is like, I think the biggest trap of all. So. Right. Mm, right. Definitely. Right. right. Mm. Um, y'all want to switch it over to the Patreon episode? Sure. We should switch it over to the Patreon Let's switch episode. It over. I, think, I think what we need to talk about is too hot for on here. Oh, yeah? I think we need to talk about why we're having a disturbing trend of uh, people saying that they can't make their partners come. Oh, yeah. We did seem to stir up some old sediment. <laughs> yeah. Just our <laughs> presence. Like, because we've we've had this relationship mainly in a quarantine, we haven't really, like, presented to, you know, uh, the public very much, besides, like, on here. Besides but public seeing here. what it does to people, it gets people... Just us, our presence at, at a party... Well, makes people start thinking about sex. Well, because they well, heard us talking yeah, about it. It's oh, not yeah. like, That's not fair. You were, yeah, we were talking. <laughs> we weren't talking about it at the party. We were trying to be very PG. I mean, this is what I want to talk about on the Patreon episode. Yeah, we're cool. on it. We're cool. here. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Just join us. Stop being a fucking poser. I know you've been thinking about it. Just come over to the Patreon. <laughs> join the party. Yeah, and we're only going to be doing like pay what you want for like a little bit more. I think there's a few more slots left for that. And then it's got to be $5 a month after that because oh, there's yeah. too much good stuff on there yeah 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 totally I'm, I'm like i'm actually working on it and i want to get paid for my work yeah and, you know i have dignity i have some <laughs> dignity <laughs> i do have some dignity some someone, so, someone. yeah yeah totally so well, if you appreciate us we appreciate you yeah thank you guys we love you patreon.com slash church of chill <laughs>